You're listening to Through the Bible by Faith Community Church. Join us for 365 consecutive days as we read God's Word together. This podcast uses the World English Bible, American Edition, a translation that is open source and in the public domain. To learn more about our ministry, please visit faithcommunityma.com. October 20th, Mark chapters 4 through 6. Again, he began to teach by the seaside. A great multitude was gathered to him so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea. He taught them many things in parables and told them in his teaching. Listen, behold, the farmer went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell on the rocky ground, where it had little soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. When the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Others fell into the good ground and yielded fruit, growing up and increasing. Some produced thirty times, some sixty times, and some one hundred times as much. He said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, To you is given the mystery of God's kingdom, but to those who are outside, all things are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest perhaps they should turn again and their sins should be forgiven them. He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How will you understand all of the parables? The farmer sows the word. The ones by the road are the ones where the word is sown. And when they have heard, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. These, in the same way, are those who are sown on the rocky places, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. They have no root in themselves, but are short-lived. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they stumble. Others are those who are sown among the thorns. These are those who have heard the word, and the cares of this age, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Those which were sown on the good ground are those who hear the word accepted and bear fruit, some 30 times, some 60 times, and some 100 times. He said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it put on a stand? For there is nothing hidden except that it should be made known, neither was anything else made secret that it should come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. He said to them, Take heed what you hear. With whatever measure you measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given to you who hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he who doesn't have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. He said, God's kingdom is as if a man should cast seed on the earth, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, though he doesn't know how. For the earth bears fruit by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the fruit is ripe, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. He said, how will we liken God's kingdom or with what parable will we illustrate it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, though it is less than the seeds that are on the earth, yet when it is sown grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and puts out great branches so that the birds of the seed can lodge under its shadow. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Without a parable, he didn't speak to them, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day when evening had come, he said, let's go over to the other side. 
Leaving the multitude, they took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. A big windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. So much of the boat was already filled. He himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. They woke him up and asked him, Teacher, don't you care that we're dying? He awoke, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They were greatly afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark chapter 5. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When they come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, What is your name? The man said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now, on the mountainside, there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs! that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons sitting, clothed and in his right mind, even him who had the legion. They were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what had happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As he was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. Jesus didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. He went his way and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. When Jesus had crossed back over in the boat to the other side, a great multitude was gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, came, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and begged him much, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her that she may be made healthy and live. He went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and they pressed upon him on all sides. A certain woman, who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things by many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse, having heard the things concerning Jesus, came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. For she said, If I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power had gone out from him, turned around to the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the multitude pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done this thing. 
But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house, saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid. Only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He came to the synagogue ruler's house, and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. When he had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but asleep. They ridiculed him. But Jesus, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. Taking the the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumai, which means, being interrupted, Girl, I tell you, get up. Immediately, the girl rose up and walked, for she was twelve years old. They were amazed, with great amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. Mark chapter 6. He went up, out from there. He came into his own country and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath had come, Jesus began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what is the wisdom that is given to this man that such mighty works come about by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and in his own house. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. He went around the villages teaching. He called to himself the twelve and began to send them out two by two. And he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey except a staff only, no bread, no wallet, no money in their purse, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter into a house, stay there until you depart from there. Whoever will not receive you nor hear you as you depart from there, shake off the dust that is under your feet for a testimony against them. Assuredly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. They went out and preached that people should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick and healed them. King Herod heard this, for his name had become known. And he said, John the baptizer has risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. But others said, he is Elijah. Others said, he is a prophet or like one of the prophets. But Herod, when he heard this, said, this is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent out and arrested John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias set herself against him and desired to kill him, but she couldn't. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When he heard him, he did many things, and he heard him gladly. Then a convenient day came when Herod on his birthday made a supper for his nobles, the high officers, and the chief men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and those sitting with him. The king said to the young lady, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. 
She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask? Her mother said, the head of John the baptizer. She came in immediately with haste to the king and requested, I want you to give me right now the head of John the baptizer on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry, but for the sake of his oaths and of his dinner guests, he didn't wish to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent out a soldier of the guard and commanded to bring John's head. And he went out and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the young lady, and the young lady gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard this, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered themselves together to Jesus, and they told him all things, whatever they had done and whatever they taught. He said to them, Come away into a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. They saw them going, and many recognized him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. Jesus came out, saw a great multitude, and had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When it was late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This place is deserted and is late in the day. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They asked him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go see. When they knew, they said, Five and two fish. He commanded them that everyone should sit down in groups on the green grass. They sat down in ranks, by hundreds and by fifties. He took the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave it to his disciples to set before them, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were filled. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and also of fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side to Bethsaida, while he himself sent the multitude away. After he had taken leave of them, he went up the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Seeing them distressed in rowing, for the wind was contrary to them, about the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea, and he would have passed by them. But they, when they saw him walking on the sea, supposed that it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But he immediately spoke with them and said to them, Cheer up, it is I, don't be afraid. He got into the boat with them. The wind ceased, and they were very amazed among themselves and marveled, for they hadn't understood about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Genesaret and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran around that whole region and began to bring those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. Wherever he entered, into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. Thank you for listening to Through the Bible by Faith Community Church. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, faithcommunityma.com.